how's it going? Episode 10. Whoa. That was loud, wasn't it? No, it was just this two two handfuls now. <laughs> five and five. I know, We're there. I know. How'd your weekend, man? It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Saturday, went to a little um, party shindig when my buddies just had a, like a cornhole tournament, but didn't end up turning into a tournament. It just turned it out to like... Five, cornhole. five people showing up and not even playing cornhole. That's not even enough to play three teams. Nah, so we just had a <laughs> bunch of food to eat, and that was it, and that was fun. And then yesterday, which was Sunday, uh, my girl and I went to uh, Fear Columbus, yeah. which was like a, a sweet haunted house place. It was like two haunted houses in one. And it was, yeah, I want to do one so bad. It was really fun. Really Did, fun. Was it, was it actually legit scary? Did they touch you? I mean, they can. They said you're yeah. not supposed to touch you. I mean, they're not going to come up and like grab you or anything like that, but yeah. they might be like, oh, hey. I'm like, I, just oh. Want, I just want them to come up and like you know rub my arm. I mean, they, they they might. I was wearing my jacket, so I don't. Oh, you don't know. I don't know. But it was it was really legit. Got that good of a feel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Could have been. It could have been my girl for all I know. But uh, yeah, it was some 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 of the spots were actually pretty yeah. scary. Um, what I don't like the most is like the big robot like animatronic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. They had four of those. Yeah, yeah. I hated them all. Of them. Like well, like why? Because like they're not real. I don't know. That's what Laura asked me. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because it's bigger than me, or it's just, it's just scary. But so, so one example, you walk. So like, do you do you like walk by and you're like, oh? Well, I guess it's like natural reaction that I want to like I want to protect and fight. If I see something bigger, <laughs> and I can't, if I, I'm gonna punch a hole in one of these little animatronic things. But uh, yeah. one of these ones was like a giant like um, Lake Placid crocodile. You're like in a swamp. It's like big. how big was it? Dude. Was it just the head or like the whole body? It was like it was just like the head and like the shoulders, but it came out of like a dark corner. So it was like, dude, it's huge. So you had to write a check afterwards, is what you're telling me? No, I had a duck to get out of there. <laughs> and then like the very end was like a giant demon devil head that comes out of the wall. It tries to just like take you back with you. I'm like, nope, nope. But it's it's huge, dude. It's that's awesome. It's terrifying. So you said that was in Columbus? Yeah, yeah. It was in Columbus. It was fun. One, I want to go to one so bad. I, we haven't decided where we're going yet, but we're. But I'm going to one. I will recommend this though. They do have like the Cedar Point like fast pass type deal. Right. It's like general admission. Now you have to buy them all online. You can't buy them there. Right. Because we met some people that are like waiting and waiting and they're like, hey, how much are tickets? And we're just like, oh, we had to look online and they're like, oh, it's all online. And they're like, yeah. Hmm. Sorry. But there's like general admission, fast pass, and premium fast pass. We got the just the middle one, which was good because as soon as we get there, there's like 60 people in line. Like, hey, we got this. Like, Diamond Path, right? Oh yeah, right this way, right. Hmm. Past all these people, like, yeah. Like, all right, cool. I, I mean, yeah. I always hear that's the way to go. Right, right. I mean, it still wasn't bad because they still have time slots and when you can come in. It's, it's pretty organized. That's good. Yeah, that's it was. Good. It I was like organized. Fun. How was your weekend? Like organized. Um, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, yeah, you saw my Snapchats, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like you went w- to the Browns game. I went to the Browns game. I'm not a Browns fan, just so everybody knows. I'm actually I am, a Bengals I'm- fan. <laughs> But I did go to the Browns game. Damn Bengals Browns. did win. We actually killed it. You did. We killed it. But I, I mean, did, I bro. wasn't expecting anything less. I mean, we were f- we were facing the zero and four Detroit Lions. So, <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, so we go to the game. We had a great time. Um, you know, it's one of those things. My buddy has season tickets, so he calls me mm-hmm. up at eleven o'clock on a Sunday, and he's like, "Hey, can you be ready in an hour?" need you to go to the game i'm like he didn't sell the tickets he's like no i'm like yeah i'll go to the game <laughs> so we go to the game he has great seats you know we're like mm. two rows up in, oh, in oh he was trying zone. to sell them huh he was trying to sell the tickets yeah yeah he tries to sell most of them oh well, i'm gonna try to buy them off of him next time yeah yeah for sure actually he brought you up he was like he's like dude we should have called adam because he had an extra seat mm-hmm. 
So I'm an awesome. So anyway, glad I didn't though because we lost really bad. <laughs> so we're, we're at the game. It was a great game and whatnot. And then um, the ride home happens. Oh no! <laughs> so on the way there, I remember my buddy. His name's Josh, and you'll probably hear about this character quite often because he does some things. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're on the way back home. Something, <laughs> and um, his brother says, "Hey, don't forget, we got to get gas." So we're like, "Okay, no problem." You know, well, we get we're probably thirty minutes away from Beaver Dam at this point in time, and Josh looks at all of us and he goes. Well, what do you, you guys think I, we can make it to Beaver Dam? And his brother pops out from the back seat. He goes, "What are you doing?" Oh no! Why is he chancing it, dude? It was on zero already. Why? Why couldn't he just pull off and get so? Gas? We're at zero, and we're like, "Okay, let's find a gas station." Obviously, we're not going to make it to Beaver Dam, so we're like, "Let's find a gas station real quick." Yeah. So we go off to Dunkirk, which is this town in the middle of nowhere. Gas station's closed. So then we're like, okay, where's the next one at? No, we're at zero right now. Yeah. The next one's another 12 miles away. So we're like, all right, let's let's chance it. So then we drive 12 miles away to a Shell gas station. Closed. (laughs) Why are all these gas stations closed? At this point, his brother's like, dude, we're not going to make it any farther. Stop right now. Turn off the car because it's not going to turn back on. He's like, and just call a tow company, call a state patrol, whatever. I was like, well, don't you have insurance, man? Can't you just call, like, AAA or something like that? Which, by the way, Tyler Copeland today will be on the show, so this will be interesting. <laughs> so, and then at that point, he makes all these phone calls, nothing. Finally, we're just like, I mean, we we probably wasted a good 45 minutes in the middle of nowhere at this Jeez. point in time. And then we're like, where's the next gas station at? So we call it up, make sure they're open. It was a Shell gas station in Finley, Ohio. So you guys driving like backwoods country roads to get <laughs> we home? We drove all the way north to God. find gas stations. So we finally get a hold of this gas station. They're like, yeah, we're 12 minutes down the road. So we're like, all right, well, let's let's hope we get there. We, you know, we get like two miles away. His brother's in the back. Like He's like, this is walking distance. This is walking distance. So far, so good. It's still light outside, so not scary. No, it was not light. This was at midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> scary movie stuff. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a 4 o'clock game, so we didn't, you know, we got out of Cleveland at like 8.30 after dinner. Jeez. So, and we even left early because they didn't want to watch the rest of that game. God, I don't blame you. So, yeah. So then we finally found a shell, though, got gas, so, but it was... Bump that. We, we really thought we were not going to make it. I would not have Josh drive again. <laughs> I would definitely drive some somebody else drive or bring so that, an extra like gallon yeah. with you just in case. Yeah, so that, was, that was our night last night. God. But hey, let's get into the show. Episode 10 with Tyler Copeland on today. Thank you for Clue Studio, our sponsor for sponsoring the studio. The Social Guys coming right back. Roll it. Hey, welcome back. Episode 10 here. We are here with Tyler Copeland from Koenig Insurance. Tyler is an insurance agent. We also we want to thank Clue Studio for the sponsor, The Social Guys. Episode 10. Welcome. Welcome. Episode 10, Adam. Dude, it's uh, start maturing v- very nicely. <laughs> Two whole handfuls. I'm excited. <laughs> it's coming and going so quick. Perfect. So, hey, Tyler, we want to know a little bit about you. So let's start with uh, uh, just kind of like your, your background, a little bit about you, your family life, whatever you want to share. 
Yeah, so born and raised here in Wapakoneta and uh, graduated high school here. Ended up going to Ohio Dominican, played a season of football down there until I got hurt. And um, after that, the scholarship went away because I decided to stop playing. I transferred to Ohio State where I finished my my college education at. And during my uh, junior to senior year of college, I had an internship program in insurance and fell in love with the program and came back here to work. and. Uh, married my high school sweetheart, and we have three children now, and just I guess living the dream. So. Nice, nice, man. That's awesome. So, what what was the appeal that brought you into insurance? Um, I really didn't know anything about insurance. I mean, I knew I knew what it was. I think everybody has an understanding of what insurance is. You need car insurance, you have home insurance, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is I've always wanted to own my own business, and somebody had told me that uh, Jeff Dorner, who owns Koenig Insurance, was going to be looking for a perpetuation plan because his son uh, went to be an attorney and didn't have an interest in the insurance industry. So I went and approached him about a potential internship, and um, he didn't have the ability to bring me in for an internship, but did tell me about the uh, Professional Insurance Agents Association, which I now I believe now has changed, the, called the OIA, the Ohio Insurance Agents Association. Okay. Uh, they had a summer internship program, and uh, I applied for that. I was one of nine people selected for that to participate in, during that summer, and uh, I got to spend five weeks with an insurance company, and I got to spend five weeks with an insurance agency. So that way, we got to see the full, you know, the product development, and distribution, and the sales portion, and um, and the sales sales portion of it, and dealing with customers on the back end, and just fell in love with it. Like the industry, like like helping people. That's mainly yeah. what we do all the time. So, so now, did you have to? Did you already have to do the, like the schooling part, or like the your? What do you, I mean, what do you have certif- certifications for insurance. So my my education is actually in finance, but uh, yeah. So to be you a mean license- your your degree from yes from Ohio State, right. um, but to be an insurance agent, you have to go through. You know, they make it very very rigorous. Forty hours, so yeah. forty hours of class, pass the test, um, and then you you get your license to to sell insurance. So I. I am licensed in property and casualty and life and health insurance, as far as that goes. Um, so do you have a specialty out of those? Uh, we. Our agency is 99% property and casualty insurance. We we do the other stuff if, if people ask. We don't even do health, individual health insurance anymore, so we yeah. got out of that. Uh, when so the you outsource it then? Yeah, we were, we have other people who refer that too. So. Okay, okay. Cool. But, uh, so, yeah, mainly uh, property and casualty stuff, so business, home, auto, farm, stuff like that. And that's what we, we specialize in. That's what we do well. So Okay. Now, so you said that's like 99% of what you guys do? Then? Oh, yeah. It's property and... Property and casualty. Property and casualty. So, can you go into a little bit detail about like what that entails? Property it's, and casualty. Yeah. So, property and casualty. A lot of people, if I, I'm sure you're right now, you know what property is. You don't have no idea what casualty is. So, when I tell you right, that right. stuff, you know, people are like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's prop- what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Educate. Uh, <laughs> uh, property. Uh, property insurance is just what it sounds like. We're going to protect your, you know, your car, your house. If you farm, your barns, your equipment, uh, stuff like that, actual tangible property. Um, and then casualty is just a fancy name for uh, essentially liability. So if you run me over with your car and you know I sue you for $300,000, that's a casualty to you. We will cover that. That's your liability coverage. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So now you, you said you're, so your main focus is property and casualty. Now, why is that? Why, why don't you do others? Um, that's... That would be a question for, I guess, uh, guys that started the agency before us, because yeah. that's kind of how it trended. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to, we're not really a niche um, agency as far as we don't go after just trucking and we don't go after just farming or anything. Uh, we're, we're pretty generalist, um, but uh, yeah, the property and casualty side of things, I think there's a bigger demand for that in our area. 
Um, and it's something to where we, we like that portion of the business and we do it very well. So instead of being a jack of all trades, which we, you know, we kind of are, we can do everything, but we, we hone our skills on the stuff we do best, which is the property and casualty side of things. Um, and we, we let the other people that do, you know, the health insurance, we let them do that because they're better at that than we are. So Okay. Okay. So, I mean, so it's safe to say then that basically um, you have progressed over the years to become uh, that hub for property and casualty. Yeah. So based off the decisions we've made, and like I said, when the ACA took effect, we got out of health insurance completely. Uh, part of that was just because the continuing education requirements and the certifications that you had to have we're going to outweigh the benefit, you know, the benefit being compensation that we would make from it. So, and it wasn't something that we really wanted to dive into. Gotcha. So we lighten our load there and just focus more on the the property and casualty side of things. So. Okay. Now, to a lot of people, and I mean, I'm sure Adam agrees with me here on this. Insurance is insurance. So, what what really sets you guys apart, or what sets you apart as as a sole insurance agent from the others? Well, that's one of the terms that I absolutely hate. Um, you know, when somebody says, you know, all insurance is the same, that's yeah. absolutely not true. Every <laughs> single, you know, we have we have multiple companies in our office and every single policy reads differently. So right. depending on your needs, depending on what you have, um, you know, one company might be better than another, may not be cheaper, but it may be better. So it comes down to what you really want. And I often tell people that a lot. I can make this as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be. It just depends on what you want covered. So yeah, yeah, um, so yeah like, so what makes us better, um, you know, I, Everybody says that they're better. Everybody says that they provide great service. Everybody, you know, you can listen to any ad on TV, talk to anybody. They're going to tell you they do it better. Uh, the one thing that I feel that we do better is, um, and I, you know, you guys are both clients of mine. And when you call me, I answer my phone. We are. So, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So uh, that, you know, put, put my money where my mouth is when it comes <laughs> to service. Sometimes my wife hates it when, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night or we're on a date night and my phone's ringing and next thing I know I'm outside on the sidewalk taking care of business and she's in there eating by herself. <laughs> no, yeah, we just had that conversation with Tug actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, I won't call you that late but the times I have called him he's coming, he's helped me out coming close for sure, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, Tyler's actually shown up at my house before I even knew I had a problem. <laughs> That's my, a true story hey, too. we need to talk. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I mean, service is a big deal. I mean, if we don't have good service you can't give this stuff away. It's right. not a tangible product. Nobody calls their friends and say, "Hey, come over and look at my new home insurance policy." You know, yeah. it's, it's not it's not sexy like your you know automobile when you buy it is or your new house right. or anything like that. So, right, you gotta have good service and uh, good claims, and um, you know that the follow up stuff as far as the renewal stuff like that. We don't just take your renewal and file it away. We check it, make sure it's right. Try to find you better cover, better cost, better coverage if we can. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but that's just you yeah. Know, Try to try to work harder than everybody else. So okay. Now, now what's it like uh, juggling life and clients for you? It can be challenging. Um, when I first started, it was a lot tougher because I I put clients put work ahead. Of, I shouldn't even say I put clients put work in general ahead of life. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as family life stuff like that. Um, the last couple of years here, I've been trying to get a better balance of that. Yeah. Um, which, it's hard to do. It is. It's it very hard, hard to do. do. So, because yeah. you want to make a living and you want to be able to provide for your family, and and you're in, you know, and I think a lot of uh, guys' minds and women, for that matter, um, you know, I think they a lot of them see it as, you know, it kind of has to be a, a a first priority to enable to give that to your family. Um, I know I go through it. Well, sure. You know, with with my wife and kids, and you know, it's hard to. 
it's hard. That it's a really hard juggle. It and, and and that's the perfect word for it. It is a juggle because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes yeah, the balls are laying on the ground rolling everywhere, and yeah. other times you got them yeah. going. So, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, but so for you though, I mean, you know, you said it started out, but you're transitioning that to to, to where you can kind of control that a little bit better. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, you know, I I try to. When I go home, I try to leave my phone somewhere where it's not beside me. So that way, if it goes off, you know, I don't immediately hit it. I'll, you know, try to play with my kids, try to spend time with my wife. I did that on vacation too. As far as if we if we get away and go on a vacation, leave the phone in the in the condo for down at the beach or whatever, something like that, and right. then, you know, get it in a couple hours. And you know, if it if it's that urgent, then they can call the office most right. times, and that right. they will help. But uh, you know, I like being I like being busy, and I like being. I think everybody likes the the need to be wanted per se, mm-hmm. but I love being able to help people. And that's one reason why I love this industry is because, I mean, every day we help people. Somebody yeah. has a question, somebody has an issue, they need advice, you know, that that's why we're there. So Right. And you do a really good job at it. Appreciate for, that. I mean, firsthand, you know, we, we can, we've seen that. I know Adam has too as well. Mm-hmm. So um, what, I, what has been your shock and awe moment in your career that you finally realized this is my career? <laughs> Um, because I mean, insurance can be. I mean, you hear it all, a lot. Or you, I've seen tons of people who became insurance agents, and next year they're, you know, working for UPS. Sure. So, yeah, so I guess what was that? You know, what was that? There is a lot of attrition moment um, in our business, and I, I was fortunate, and I still am fortunate. Um, you know, like I said, Jeff Dorner runs the office, and when he hired me on, we had chatted, and. Um, he set me up for success, I guess is the best way to put that, because you know, a lot of guys come in and they, they make just straight commission. So it's you, you eat what you kill type of stuff. And right. if you don't kill nothing, you don't eat, and that's hard to do, and that's why a lot of guys or women will you know, start in a business and, yeah, this isn't for me. I only made $8,000 this last year. I can't survive on that, so I'm going to go do something else. Right. Um, you know, when Jeff brought me in, I had a salary and a bonus structure, so I had guaranteed income. Um, for you know however however much we agreed on and then if i hit certain numbers i get a bonus on top of that so for the first couple of years jeff definitely lost his butt on me i mean he was overpaying me for what i was doing not that i wasn't working hard by any means but it's just the the nature of the beast i mean i wasn't uh, being new to the game i yeah. wasn't making enough money to cover myself yet so for a couple of years yeah he he took it on the chin but he did that having the faith in me and having the uh the understanding that you can't expect somebody to succeed if you don't give them the right tools and the way right. to set them up. So that's a big testament to him as far as that goes, which, um, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's that's the ultimate reason of why I was able to stick with it and keep going with it. Now, I love the business. People have been very good in this community to me as far as supporting me, uh, referring other people to me, which is, you know, that helps tremendously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I would say ultimately it just lies with the way that Jeff structured everything to set me up for success and not – Make me just you know throw me in the pond and tell me to swim. So 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 what was that moment you would think then out of those first two years where you were just where it, where it came to realization for you that this is your, your career from the beginning. Um, so like I said, Jeff had bonus structures for me. I still have it to this day as far as you know X number of dollars every month, new yeah. clients, new whatever. And I was hitting that those numbers. Yeah. He made them attainable, which is nice. And. Yeah. Um, that makes you excited when yeah. you, you know you're doing what you need to do, right, seeing right. success, um, and then you know it helps too that you know we've been around for almost 90 years. Yeah, so Jeez. people know us. We've been in the community forever. Jeff has a great reputation, does a great job as well. So people continue to come to us, and then um, 
I, I don't know if there's any really one, you know, like, yeah, this is for me. But like I said, I love helping people. Yeah. I love the aspect of, you know, owning your own business, um, having freedom of your time. And uh, it just, yeah, seeing success definitely solidifies what you're doing. So, right. again, that so basically, basically it was a, it was accumulation of, of many things that happened over those two sure. year time, time, that two year time frame that kind of clicked for you. Yeah. To keep that conveyor belt running, yeah, all everything was sitting on the right cylinder. So yeah, it was, that's awesome. It was good. So that's pretty cool. So now we have upwards right now of like two viewers. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I view you guys every week. So, so am I? Am I calculated? So, hi, mom, dad. Uh, <laughs> so now, uh, have you? If you ha- uh, now imagine these viewers are not with you right now. What is something that you would tell? Uh, the viewers that are watching right now or the listeners that are listening in right now, what would you tell them to uh, basically come c- to come see you? What, what what can you do differently as an agent for them? I mean, we know what you can do differently, but, sure. we, want, but we want you to say it. it. I mean, it ultimately just comes down to, to service and being there. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people get complacent. They will. And, you know, that's that's not a bad thing, though, either. If you're not worried about your insurance or never had to deal with it, that's a good thing. Consider yourself lucky. You know, I, yeah. You know, we have one client that every year we review with him. He writes his check for the year and he says, "I hope it's the best money I ever wasted," because he doesn't want to deal with it. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of yep. makes me laugh, but it's the truth. You know, if you've ever had an insurance claim, it puts you out of your norm. You have to do different stuff. You know, you have to make time for it. You have to talk mm-hmm. to the adjuster. You have to get stuff back in line. It just it takes time and something that you don't want to deal with, especially in our busy lives. Um, and that's why we're there, though, too, to put the pieces back together. Yeah. We will be that person that handles stuff with the adjuster. If you have questions, if you have issues, um, you know, remarket your coverage for you if for some reason you don't, you know, your rates went way up or, um, you know, your your situation changes and you need different coverage or maybe this company won't write what you need coverage for and this other one will. So yeah. ultimately it just comes down to, to service and knowledge. I mean, we pride ourselves on, you know, growing up I hated to read. I, my mom used to beat me to, to read books, and she used to – actually, the one thing I would read is a newspaper law enforcement blotter, which I don't do that anymore. I was always nosy and found it interesting, so I'd read that. But uh, yeah. I like TV better. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, – the, the older I get, though, the more I like – I enjoy reading now. And actually one of the – you know, my mom always told me I should go be an attorney because I'd argue with God himself he was standing right here. But uh, <laughs> I didn't want to read, so I didn't go be an attorney. And now I read – forms every single day to make sure that we're interpreting stuff correctly and that things are covered correctly for our clients. And, you know, I, I'm essentially am an attorney now because I'm reading, you know, legal language to try to interpret the policy form. Yeah. So um, that's just some of the stuff. I mean, we have some employees in our office that work for other agencies and, you know, we do stuff differently than, than other agencies do. And I think it's different in a good way as far as going the extra mile and making sure that we're educated and can educate our clients. So they can make good decisions. Cool. Cool. That's very cool. So Adam, you just had a recent, run in with Tyler where basically you switched over your insurance, right? Mm-hmm. How, so, I mean, how was that process for you? Uh, it was pretty easy and simple. He took over and helped me out. My last insurance when I moved just kind of just dropped me. We're yeah. just like, hey, renewal. Yeah. Sorry, no more for you. <laughs> I was like, but I had you for like three or four years. What's what's the deal? Ah, see you, man. I was like, all right. And then you recommended me to Tyler. So I was yeah. so helpful and easy. Yeah, Ty- yeah, Tyler's been great. I mean, you know, we we go back. Obviously, I mean, we all went to high school together um, here. Adam actually moved away to. And we haven't gone too far into ourselves. Episode ten, we have not gone too far into ourselves yet. That tells you something, though, what we're trying to do here. But anyway, um, you know, Adam moved away 
for what nine years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam moved away to Texas and then came back, and he was trying to switch over his insurance. And Tyler kind of helped him out throughout that entire process, and mm-hmm. still is, from what it sounds like. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it can it be was, a process. It was done. Now it's, yeah. Yeah, it's ramping back up again. So. <laughs> so yeah, you can't always control what the companies want to do. So right, gotta, right. So. And then actually what happened with me was uh, one significant thing that pops out in my mind, and I said I talked about it earlier a little bit, was we actually had a water line bust in our house. I didn't even know it. I found out like 10 minutes, 20 minutes after it happened. I left work early, go to my house to figure out what is going on, and Tyler's standing in my living room already. <laughs> so if that's any attest to uh, what type of person he is and agent he can be for you, you know, I don't, I don't know how else you can... Really, really uh, appreciate the person behind you know behind the desk uh, that's that's working for you. So appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, speaking of that though, have you ever had to deal with you know insurance fraud before? We've never had insurance fraud. We've had some claims that were investigated, um, and it's usually because there's some discrepancies in some of the stuff. So one claim that comes to mind: we had a client um, who was cutting a tree limb with their son. And the chainsaw slipped and hit their son in the arm. Mm. And one of the things with insurance is you can't sue yourself. So if you trip down your basement stairs, you can't file a liability or a med pay claim for your oh. own injuries. That's your right. health insurance. Right. Now, if I trip down your steps, I'm not an insured under your policy. I can file that claim. No right. problem. Right. So the, there was a discrepancy with um, whether or not the son was considered a resident of the household still. Um, because our, an insured is defined as anyone related to the named insured by blood, marriage, or adoption who's a resident of your household. Hmm. And in that case, um, there was question whether or not he was resident of the household. They were able to get documentation proving that he was not, and therefore we paid the claim. But um, no, I'd like to say that we, you know, in our area, we have pretty good folks around here. And I, I mean, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. And there's, <laughs> a, awesome. there's not a lot of, you know, and a lot of insurance fraud is so easily sniffed out. I forget what the guy's name was. He was a major league pitcher for a handful of years. Um, and Progressive ended up, he went to jail because he tried to file a, a claim on his motorhome. Pete Rose? No, no, no. <laughs> he wasn't gambling. He was, uh, well, he was trying to gamble. I guess he was trying to steal money. Right. But um, <laughs> guy out in California, I forget his name. If you Google it, I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, I mean, well, he was a famous pitcher? Oh, yeah. He was, he was well enough known. He played for a handful of years, but uh-huh. uh, made millions of dollars. And, yeah, he bought a policy and then three days later turned in a claim for <clears throat> the awning. Oh, and, was that uh, Schmidt? Could have been. I'm not positive. It, it was in the last was. like five or six years here it happened, I believe. Yeah, but uh, I think yes, I know what you're talking about a lot of that stuff's just super. I mean, in, every insurance company has an SIU department, which is just made up of retired police. Yeah, and they will investigate. I mean, they'll dig into your finances. They'll dig into right. so if, you know you burn down your house and they see, oh yeah, we're you know they were bleeding money. They had you know their business was going under and they're trying yeah. to you know they they put it all together. They'll get you. <laughs> they're not dumb. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that sneak it through there. But for the most part, no, I've not had any. So it's not as common as we think. No, no, Cause, not cause for I, us in our area, at least. No, yeah, so. yeah, because I mean, you hear about it, and you, I mean, you, you know, especially you know, and, and I'm not trying to call out anybody or any or anything, but you hear about farmers and stuff, and you hear about insurance fraud a lot. Now, farmers, as in farmers insurance company, or farmers no, no, just in, farmers in general. Now, what kind of insurance fraud are you talking about for them? Well, I don't know specifically. I'm just saying that you 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 hear these stories all the time on the news about insurance fraud, and that could be the media that's you know throwing stuff out there. Who knows? But it's always tied around farmers. It seems like. <laughs> and some of that there's. I mean, there's a bunch of different insurance insurance options for farmers as far as you know crop insurance, right. property and casualty insurance, different stuff like that. So. 
Yeah, they're throwing um, a lot of money out there for yeah, insurance. So for it could sure. it could be you know I, you know I don't nothing comes to mind recently here to comment yeah. on that. But. Well, like you said though, it, it doesn't happen around here. No, it's so, well, it, but, I'm sure it does. It's just we've not had any run-ins in our office with it. Yeah, um, since I've been doing it that I know of, and um, yeah, it's not something that is wildly publicized. I mean, they're pretty good at sniffing that stuff out. The insurance companies are. So. Right, right. Good to know. Yeah. All right, well, hey, I think we're going to take a break real quick and hear from our sponsors from DrinkAid. We'll be right back. What is DrinkAid? DrinkAid, previously known as Never Too Hungover, is an innovative and exciting nutritional supplement drink that is set to revolutionize the category of hangover prevention products. It's the perfect life hack for busy people who work hard, play hard, and enjoy life to the fullest. It comes in a 3.4-ounce bottle, TSA-friendly uh, travel for friendly, TSA friendly for travel, and is a great tasting dietary supplement consisting of a natural blend of vitamins, antioxidants, amino acids, nutrients, and minerals. It's a formula that helps neutralize and process the toxins caused by alcohol in the liver, thus ensuring you feel great the morning after a night out on the town. Save twenty percent off all orders. Use promo code Drink Twenty at checkout. Drink Aid, celebrate and feel great the next morning. All right, thank you, Adam, for the uh, reading from Drinkade there. Yeah, thank you. We're going to step into some Would You Rathers from Adam. Um, are you asking these to both me and Tyler here? Yeah, I can ask them to both of you. All right. So, Tyler, we got some Would You Rathers that we're going to try out real quick. All right. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Fire away, Adam. All right. Would you rather have super sensitive hearing or super sensitive taste buds? Ooh, I feel like I have very good hearing already, and that gets me into some trouble. But I also, as you can tell by my body type, I, I like to eat, too. So I don't need to eat anymore. So let's go with hearing. Hearing? Um, man, that's a hard one, I think. You can hear stuff really far away. So I was thinking about it with taste buds. Yeah, but it's super sensitive, though. Like if I, what, So if I taste something sour, it's going to be like super sour. You're going to catch my fart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you got super sensitive taste buds, you'd be like, yep. Ketchup and onion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's rough. Um, With super sensitive hearing, though, you might hear a conversation like a mile away and be like, yeah, but I don't even, yeah, but I don't care what people say a mile away. I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know what people are saying in the same room, let alone alone a mile away. I'm going to go with super sensitive taste buds. Taste buds? Yeah. Yours is is hearing? I'll take hearing, yeah. I I might do hearing as well. (laughs) We'll be like... This room tastes funny. I might, lo- I might lose weight if I have super sensitive taste buds. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah. This Coke tastes like Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather speak to animals or speak ten different languages? I'm going to take animals. I'm not that much of a worldly traveler. The language stuff. <laughs> not too many people in Wapakoneta or surrounding counties speak a lot of different languages that I need. So. Yeah. Animals yeah. would be cool. Animals would be pretty sweet. I agree. I'd, I'd be the next Mr. Doolittle. That would be yeah. awesome. I would yeah. probably try the 10 different languages because then I'd probably change my career path. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Jack Ryan. I'm out of here. Secret, the interpreter for secret agent man. Yeah. <laughs> then you got someone that's like, I think I'm psycho of talking to animals. <laughs> like, Get a load of this, Jack off. We'll let you, I'll let you become the spy and then like you'll have like a zoo mission. You'll be like, ah, I know a guy who talks to animals. <laughs> I got just the guy. <laughs> All right. Tramped, uh, trapped at a rom-com with enemies. Or a horror movie with friends. Ooh. Trapped in a rom-com with enemies or a horror movie with friends. So a romantic comedy with enemies or a horror movie with friends. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I, I don't know that I'd have a preference in either one. I guess I, I would rather be with people that I that don't hate me and I don't hate them. Yeah, when I that's go with true. The movie, but. Like, help me destroy this killer. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same way. I think I'd have to do the horror movie with friends. Yeah. So that way we could all make bad decisions Let's together. <laughs> team up, yeah, and uh, get out of here. Yeah, what's isn't that an insurance commercial actually? Where the guy, where they're like, why can't we just go hide in the car, the running <laughs> yeah. car? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Go behind yeah. all these chainsaws. Yeah, no, let's go where the chainsaws are. <laughs> Best decision. <laughs> Such a great idea. Give up social media or eat same dinner for the rest of your life. I'm pretty much a creature of habit anyway, so the dinner thing, we, yeah, it's not that same dinner limb, every day though. I would, I would definitely give up social media just because it's, uh, it, it you, I don't know if you sit down and think about it, it takes over a lot of time. It does, and mm-hmm. I, I could better, better channel that time. So yeah, I'd eat the same. I'd give up social media. So we just lost a subscriber. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he said we only had two. Now we're down to one. His wife just texts him. She's like, she's like pork chops every night. <laughs> I, I mean, podcast wise, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I like mow the yard or whatever. Right, yeah. So I mean, that really to me is not <clears throat> using social media. I think social media is oh, okay. you know Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. So yeah, time yeah, waster, gotcha. scrolling. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So now still be a subscriber. Still listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't know. I like the. Uh, I think. I feel like I could do the same. I could feel like I could eat the same dinner, even if it's a really good dinner. You know. Yeah. I like. I like. I like variety. I mean, I do too. But I mean, like you said, the, the think whole about all, think about all that variety you had on your cruise ship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. I probably could really get up social media. Yeah. It's not a not a necessity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I could. I like food. Yeah, I don't you're think right. I, could. I like variety. I like a little buffet. You know? <laughs> I don't think I can give it up, though. I really don't. I really don't. You don't think you, like I'm what? too involved with it, though. Social media, so you just have the same food every day, then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that so yeah, I, I would have to eat the same thing every day if yeah. I give if I don't give up social media. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, man. So what food are you eating for the rest of your like, yeah. every day? Pork chops. No. <laughs> you can put different marinades. You said pork chops. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah teriyaki pork chops, buffalo pork chops. Um, let's see. Uh, dream job, but can never retire, or terrible job and retire in 10 years. Ooh. Dream job can never. Would you rather have a dream job you can never retire from, or a terrible job you can retire from in ten years? I feel like your dream job is something that you already love doing. Yeah. Say, so I feel like I'm already doing that. I always joke with my wife that uh, my retirement party will be called a funeral. So I will. Uh, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be for me. But yeah, I would rather do that. Uh, do what I like to do and and work till I retire versus just knocking out ten years and losing ten years of my life. So yep. Yeah. I already did that. So you're going with doing the ten years of a terrible job? No, I'd do the the dream job and the never dream retire. Job and never retire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd say I'd have to do the do the same. Do the same. Although that is very tempting, though. Like I like so like hold on a second though. Let me dive into this real quick. <laughs> okay, so yeah, dream job never retire. So you're just doing the, your favorite right. job for the rest of your life, right? Or you retire out of your terrible job after ten years and you're like done yeah. working. So let's set some parameters here then. This terrible job. I mean, are you set for life after 10 years? Yeah. Hmm. It's like a retirement. <laughs> like, hey, you just spent the last 10 years yeah, and it sucks. scooping shit out of a, a sewer. <laughs> but guess what? I've done that before. You're set, hey, guess what? You're set for life now. But you're set for life. Yeah. 
And now you can't. And now, but, but now you can't go do your dream job. Right. You just got to be set for life. <sighs> That's a hard one now. I think. And who knows what that ten-year job does to your body? Can you even go have fun? Uh, now right. Right. Years, you know? So 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 what's yeah? So let's set that parameter then too. Let's it, how is it very demanding or is it just a terrible job? Like, All right. You just hate it. Let's go to this dream job. <clears throat> Would you rather? Uh, would you rather taste food for 10 years or shovel elephant shit for 10 years and retire? <laughs> Our dream job would be eat food for the rest of your life. Dream job. You just taste food. You just That's taste all you food. do. Taste food. But, after you're, but it's not like good paying for the rest of your life. It's just like, hey, it's your dream job. I just like eating food. So we're going to pay you enough. Or scooping elephant dung. Yep. Or scooping some elephant poopy for 10 years. <laughs> Straight I mean, up. I could scoop shit for ten years. <laughs> ten? This is elephant. You ever seen Jurassic Park? Yeah, like, that's a big pile of shit. <laughs> it's like the, scooping that for ten years, and then once you're done, though, you're set for life. Yeah, set for life. Okay. I, I, all right. Hey, that's all I wanted to know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I scoop some poop. I mean, I'm doing my dream job now. Like literally, like this is fun. Right, right. I could right. do this forever. I really could. Right. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, in the, in reality, I'm already doing the dream job part. You got to remember too. You chose super sensitive taste buds. So you're going to taste that shit. <laughs> So it's something else to keep in mind there if all this comes true. Oh, <laughs> nice, my nice. God. Nice. I love how it all, <laughs> all compiles together. together. Yeah. Jeez. All right. You got one more, Adam? That was the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, um, for the, the rapid, or the would you rather. Have out of control body hair or have out of control <laughs> body odor? <laughs> oh, hair, you can shave the hair. Yeah. The odor would be terrible, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with hair. Out of control body hair? Yeah. I'm going to see you every day, which is like crazy body hair all over. <laughs> be walking around like that suit that you just found in the bathroom. <laughs> Sasquatch suit. Just yetiing it up. <laughs> okay. I, I'd probably have to do the hair, too. I don't know if I could stink all the time. Well, you're already halfway there. I know. It's, 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 it's like I can control it, you know? The body odor, I, I can't do nothing about that. <laughs> I can't control that, so. Well, you could, sure. like cologne. It's, can't polish a turd, buddy. <laughs> Can't polish a turd. <laughs> true story. True story. All right. Before we go into the rapid fire questions mm-hmm. for Tyler, I have a game for us to play that we're going to play with Tyler here. All right, okay. Tyler. All righty. So have you ever played Mad Lib before? I have not. All right. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating. So I'm going to ask you, and then uh, we'll read this off, right? So this, you know who Michael Bay is? I don't know that to do. That Michael Bay's the director. Uh, Adam, help me out here. He did Transformers, Transformers. Okay. Explosions. Yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big director, big action guy. Big yeah, action director. Any huge explosion movies you you see is more likely going to be Michael Bay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mostly all like Transformers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's done some other things. Did, wasn't he? Oh, I'm thinking James Cameron. I'm sure he's done a lot of other stuff, but that's like the most known, like your yeah. uh, gotcha. A lot of explosions, Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's he, the, did he do uh, the Jason Bourne movies? That's what I'm gonna look up right now. Uh, what he's doing? Movies. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Wow, a lot of Transformers. Bad Boys. <laughs> Bad Boys. There's oh, a lot okay. of Bad, Bad Boys too. Bad Boys is good. Armageddon. <clears throat> oh, he did Armageddon. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Thirteen Hours. The Rock. Pain and Gain. Pain Teen, and Gain's funny. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also based on a true story, but it is funny too. The Purge. Texas Chainsaw Man. Wow, he's, he's a lot. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very well known director. Michael 
Babe. He did the Ninja Turtle movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ninja Turtle. Well, the, yeah. the newer ones. The yes, new ones. yes, the newer ones. Mystery Men. Oh, Amityville. Sorry. He's, yeah, he's, yeah he's, Michael Biz done a quite lot. a few. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Tyler, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, give me a man's name. Treg. <laughs> I like this already. <laughs> Who's that? Right. Uh, give me an occupation. Insurance agent. This is going to be good. <laughs> this is gonna be good. All right, give me a noun. Flopwalkinetta. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Give me another noun. Adam. <laughs> oh, great. Give me another noun. Goodness. <laughs> um, a light. A light? Light. Okay. Oh, man. Person, place, or thing, right? It's a noun. Yep. Going back to my like third yep. grade. Know, yeah. <laughs> Isn't your wife a teacher? Uh, she's a speech path. Oh, so okay. As long as I speak well, I'm all right. <laughs> speak pop. Yeah, I got to pronounce stuff. And, yeah. Here, this I one's know. easy. How about a shape? <laughs> well, I'm round, so let's go a circle. Okay. <laughs> all right. And let's do another man's name. Another man's name. Let's go with Josh. Okay. And a verb. Fire. Okay. Hmm. And let's go with a woman's name. Nancy. What? Don't get yourself in trouble here. <laughs> She's uh, the first one that came to mind. I guess that's a good thing. So. <laughs> a body part. Arm. Okay. Got to keep it PG, right? Yep. How about a verb? Kill. Okay. And a noun? Stadium. Stadium. All right. And another noun? Browns. Ooh. Does that work? I'm about to see. I'm seeing all these. Sure. Restaurant name. Restaurant name. Oh, wow. I don't know why I'm struggling with that one. You guys, gonna, I'm going to explain to the people at home what Mad Libs is. So what he's doing is collecting words and stuff, and I see he has... Uh, like a paragraph, he's filling all these in, and I'm seeing half of this, and it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> uh, let's go, Thanks, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> let's go with uh, Cheddar's. Cheddar's. That's a good. Uh, that's a pretty good place. First time ate there a couple weeks ago, so that's on my mind. Oh, really? Which mm. one? Uh, Fort Wayne. Okay, that's the one I went to. So, yeah, we yeah took, it's pretty good. Took my son so, over there for his birthday. So yeah. Um, let's do a historic monument. Um, Washington Monument. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> a verb? Man, I'm struggling with some of these rapid-fire things. Try to... <laughs> verb, let's go with um, hit. Okay. And a noun. Dog. Dog, another noun. Horse. And another noun. Uh, another one. Football. <laughs> okay. I'm already looking at this. Oh, man. It's going to be pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> Let's go with a verb. Um, I think I already used light. So let's you go did with, use light already. Uh, let's go with something else here. You said a verb, right? Yep. Throw. Throw. <laughs> this is going to be How awesome. about another noun? School. School. All right. And an adjective. Use to describe something, right? Is that what I'm doing here? I don't know. Should we look it up? 
think adjectives used to describe something like is it like super? Would that be an adjective? Can you like phone super a funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Super, I guess. Adjective, yeah. a word or phrase naming an attribute. So super pretty or something like that, right? Sure. Yeah, super could be yeah. All right, let's use super. Added or two. Super, or another adjective. Grammatically related to a noun. Um, like Adam in the background, like the like the uh, commentator. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I need help on these. Ones. You said another adjective. Is that right? Yep. Um, and I'm struggling with that. Um, help me out. Phone a friend on that one. You got another uh, one, Adam? Late middle English uh, adjective. I, I'm reading the definition. What's an example of an adjective? Throw one in there. Example of an Let's adjective. All of us look at us. I know. All about our phones. So. <clears throat> Having a computer in your pocket, man. <clears throat> Dead airspace. <laughs> uh, gentle. Gentle. There you go. There you go, go to gentle. There we go. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in school. It's been a while <laughs> since I could. Sorry for the lag there. My, yeah. <laughs> How about an emotion? Happy. Happy, happy, happy. Verb. Uh, hit. Now you use that one or no? We're good. You did. You did use that one already. I did use hit already? What yep. about throw? You already used throw too. Um, swing. You can, we can use swing. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> How about a noun? McDonald's. Hmm. Okay, another noun. Crave Creamery. It's because it's been our hot choice here, right? Lately. Has it? Nice. <laughs> yeah, my wife's an ambassador for them, so we're getting it at least once a week. I gotta nice. try it out. They've been doing pretty good. An ambassador good. for them? What's that mean? Uh, she has to have uh, ice cream there once a week and then post to her experience on the social media. So Nice. Very cool. So, Are they yeah. doing pretty good? Yeah. They, especially all, when they run out of ice cream. Yeah, it's delicious. It's some it's of the home, stuff I've had. It's homemade, so. too? Um, I believe they make it all over there, yeah, because awesome. it takes 24 hours for it to set up. So, yeah, nice. Doing a good job. Hell yeah. And a verb. Drive. Drive. All right. We got it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and read this go off ahead, dude. Now. Good luck. <laughs> this, is all of all, this has all come down to in the last couple minutes. I know. I know. All right, guys. So here's what your ad lib or mad lib says from Michael Bay. Treg is a normal insurance agent. Then one day, a wall pocket explodes, causing an atom to blow up, and a nearby light erupts into a circle of flames. <laughs> Josh realizes that he's being chased by the government, who's trying to fire him. <laughs> While on the run, he teams up with an incredibly attractive woman named Nancy, who has an incredible arm. <laughs> 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 she, she, may, <laughs> she may be from the streets, but she can kill like nobody's business. <laughs> the, <laughs> the duo decide to turn, turn the tables on their pursuers by blowing up a stadium, which triggers a chain reaction, causing the local Browns, Cheddars, and Washington Monument to explode. <laughs> Damn, bro. <clears throat> Then the bad guys' helicopter gets hit by a piece of dog from when the horse exploded. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is a Michael Bay movie. Oh, my gosh. And the helicopter explodes and falls onto a football, causing it to throw, which shoots a fireball straight into the heart of a school God. and destroys the bad guy leader. 
Okay. Kills the bad guy. Everything is super. <laughs> and the two decide that such a gentle ordeal has caused them to fall and happy with each other. <laughs> they decide to celebrate by swinging on the McDonald's, and they even manage to use a Crave Creamery from the beginning of the movie to drive the whole story together. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> Certain parts of that sounded all right. Other parts, yeah. Life, <laughs> that was a wild Started story. swinging from the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's awesome. gosh. That's pretty I was good. Not expecting all that. That's to what Mad Libs is. Yeah. <laughs> Just fill in the blanks and then you got a full. A good old Michael Bay Mad Lib. <laughs> good old fashioned Michael Bay. <clears throat> all right. Let's get into some of these rapid fire questions for Tyler here, Adam. All right, rapid-fire questions. Here we go. You just hit the lottery and won $300 million. What are you, gonna, what are you doing on the day, uh, day one with the money in the bank? Going to work. Going to work? Going to work. Okay. Not buying anything? Eh, I, my wife will have – she'll take care of buying stuff. So <laughs> I'll just go to work. So. You won't worry about buying your work? So wait a second. $300 million, you're not. you're not like – you're not done. Nah, we talked about this earlier, man. I love what I do. That's uh, yeah, that's it's it's Touché. enjoyable. So touche. But yeah, so yeah, I would I would go to work. I'd let my wife retire for sure. So I'm not gonna lie. Peace out, podcast. <laughs> You're gonna be done. So Audi. Peace out, podcast. Ghost town. <laughs> Hell, we might even take this podcast around the world. Hell, <laughs> probably, actually, we would probably still do the podcast. This is a passion project for us, anyway. Yeah, so, like we just like do this for fun. We would just but. travel. Three hundred mil. Yeah, <laughs> deuces. I mean, we'd have to obviously, you know, we would. We would see out our contracts with all of our clients. Yeah, right. Of <laughs> course, for the marketing. Absolutely, you could buy those out if you wanted to. So yeah, be all right. You could. You could. Three hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of quiche. That's a lot of quiche. Um, last song you listened to? Oh, you're making me think because I listened to Bob and Tom this morning, so I got to go back to to yesterday. Even <laughs> oh, there wasn't a song on Bob and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Pat Godwin song, but I can't, re- I can't repeat that one on air. So. Um, actually, well, I, I take that back. I'm taking my kids to school today. They wanted music on, so I think it was uh, a country song. I think I don't know. Was it a um, Blake Shelton or something like that? I don't know for okay. sure. Can't tell you. I, I listen to a lot more. Listen to podcasts. Listen to talk shows, stuff like that. Right, right. Just radio. So. Yeah, cool. Trig. <laughs> I listened to BTS this morning. No BTS? I did. Hell yeah. I did permission to dance. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I girl. have this obsession with them for some reason. Everybody makes fun of me. My girl called me out last night on the way back from our, They're so good, our haunted house. Black Pink came on, and I was like, oh, shit. Turn it up. Like, You're hanging out with Trey too much. I'm like, I, I hang out with him every day. So. <laughs> Mine was um, Action Bronson Rainmaker on the way over here. Nice. nice. Um, favorite movie quotes? Man, you can't even oh, okay. you can't limit one, that. What's one, what's one of your favorite movie quotes? It depends on what's going on. If you talk to the ladies in my office, every time something happens, there's a movie quote Yippee that's Kaye. dropped. <laughs> so there's a movie quote that is dropped all the time. So um, it's always going to be from a funny movie, most likely. You know, some of my favorite movies are going to be like... Like know, a Will Chris, Ferrell movie? Will Ferrell, some, some are good. Um, office Space. Um, office Space, I enjoy that, but... Uh, you know, a lot of Chris Farley stuff, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, stuff like nice. that. Yes, so, nice. Um, you don't have any chocolate pudding, buddy. Bees in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
I, I don't know that I have a favorite. It's um, I mean, you know, Josh Deville is one of my good friends, and him and I can go weeks. Oh, we had probably jo- we had Josh on the show. Yeah, yeah. you just go back. You literally just no. quote your, like everyday life, just like by movies back and forth. Yep. Love yeah. it. Love so. it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, one coming to mind right now is Dumb and Dumber when the when he's going through the IOUs. He's like, "Oh, that's six hundred seventy-five thousand. They want to hold on to that one." <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. Just yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Josh and I could probably you guys could put us on here and just do movie quotes for an hour oh, and a half. And, oh, yeah. awesome! We may have to do so, like yeah. uh, an after hours. Oh, absolutely! With that. That would absolutely! Be fun. Absolutely! Be fun. Treg, what's a good one? Doesn't have to be a favorite, but what's a good one? Um. I would have to say, so I just recently watched Step Brothers again. <laughs> or actually, no, I take that back. Take it back. And this is going to be, um, <laughs> this is a this is a good one because I just watched the sh- the movie uh, Vacation Friends. Oh yeah, yeah, with, with John uh, Cena. John Cena and pretty uh, good, Lil, Lil, pretty Lil, funny. What was it? I think his name's Lil Rel. Lil Rel. Oh, I don't know anybody else. The, it's in the, there. it's the other it's the other main star. Right, right. Yeah. I just don't know their name. The but only anyway, one I knew is just John Cena. Anyway, John yeah, they they pull it. <laughs> they're having a golf outing and it's very a ritzy event, right? So like the <laughs> the dad's like, it's a it's a based off the uh, bride and groom's wedding. Okay. They're they're having this their ceremony and everything at this place, and they're at this place is a golf outing as well. Okay, and they have this golf outing going on. And John Cena pulls up, already chugging a six pack. <laughs> oh, he just got done announcing like no drinking, yeah, no music, yeah, yeah. and you just see him in the background like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And he pulls up, and the dad goes, "Hope you're okay with the foursome." He's like, "As long as there's only one girl." <laughs> but yet it was like scrambled golf. That's oh funny. my god, it was it was good stuff. That's funny. That's hilarious. Um, if you were a professional athlete, what would it be and why? Football. I love football. Football. Okay, yeah. Just just because you love football, huh? Yeah, the smarter choice would be golf because it's not as hard on your body. But yeah, that, yeah, I love football. Right, right, right. Hey, Tiger Woods broke his back <laughs> in a car accident. So. <laughs> you know, I didn't say Touché. race car driver. Touché. I said that's like golfing. So actually, he broke his back at Denny's. <laughs> Damn. Did he or did she? Uh, somebody um, did. He broke somebody's back. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's back was broken. <laughs> Jay, which professional, uh, if you'd be a professional athlete, what would it be and why? I'm with Tyler on that one. I think football would, f- would be fun. I mean, that's my, obviously, that's my one watch sport that I watch a lot. So Football? I enjoy yeah. football. Yeah. Mine would yeah. be wrestling. <laughs> live, baby, live. Give me a suplex. <laughs> Missile drop from the top turnbuckle. <laughs> Damn, son, get me fired up. Sorry. Uh, three people you could have dinner with, dead or alive. Ooh. Past, present, like if you could just sit down with dinner, three people would be interesting with to have a past, present, real or live. So like talking about like Doctor Evil, <laughs> like Crocodile Dundee. I don't know. I'm just throwing out examples here. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. I guess mine would probably be. I'm gonna have a, uh, an array of stuff here. So okay. I'd, I'd like to talk to Warren Buffett. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. Teddy Roosevelt. Ooh, already a pretty good dinner. And um, I'm trying to think who my third one would have to be thrown in there. Um, it'd probably be like Elon Musk, just because you know he's interesting. He does, he does his yeah. own thing. So yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that trick. So I would say Gary V, uh, Mark Wahlberg, and Mark. I, I got to steal one from Tyler. I'm going to go with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, Mark yeah. Wahlberg, and Gary V. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think Mark. Yeah, Mark has had a really good career. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, be interesting to dive into. I just want to see he came up. Yeah, him and Elon kind of shoot it a little bit. <laughs> you know, that would be super interesting. Tell your mother I said hi, okay? <laughs> Eat your burger, okay? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> like so, we probably eat at Wahlburgers. Yeah. Which <laughs> you gotta go to. Yeah. Who was your biggest celebrity interaction? Recently or overall? Like, I'm well. I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't have that much. I got to meet Clay Matthews Senior uh, last two years ago. Oh, so like the the old linebacker? Yeah, he. Um, I, I was That's at the Browns awesome. game. We were going up to the suite level and walking in, and it was the day. It was a Monday night game where they were playing. Oh. Got the suite level. The, was it the Chargers? Is that who Junior was playing for for a while? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I remember when he left Green Bay. I forget, but they were playing the Chargers. They, he was getting inducted into the Cleveland Browns Hall of Fame. So oh, him and his cool. wife are there, that's so I got to shake his hand and talk to him for a minute or two. I wonder two, why but. Clay never went to the Browns. I don't know. That's He's weird. smart. Clay Jr. He's smart. So. He's smart. <laughs> Being a Browns fan, it's just it's, yeah. it's I mean, tough. He just, he it just, is tough, He man. just straight up ended his career with the Packers. Or did, no, no, he went. He played for the – I think it was the Chargers. He was on their team for a while after Did he go to the Chargers the for a minute? Yeah. Because they weren't playing the Packers that night, and Clay was playing. I think it was the Chargers. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I have to look that up, but I think huh. so. <clears throat> Interesting. Trig? What was the question again? <laughs> Who was your biggest celebrity interaction? Um, oh, I think we did talk about this one other time. I, I've had a lot of different interactions with NFL players. Um, so, you know, the, the biggest would have been Steve Young and Stuart Scott, but we already talked about that one. So my next biggest would be John Gruden. Uh, interesting story there. Nice. He uh, berated me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. See the emails he sent me? Saved them all. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. For real though, it was. It would have been uh, Mike Tirico and uh, John Gruden who I next met um, in that sequence of <clears throat> NFL stars or NFL really? people. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I met him in a in a box. We were. Uh, it was one of those games where we went and did the um, did the you know whatever you call it where you go down and take interviews for players for WTLW when I worked there. Oh, oh okay. Nice. So, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, I actually just ran I actually ran into him like we were walking in the same like area and he like runs into me. Like, oh, sorry. Like, right? An accident. Yeah, it was John Gruden. To give you a stiff arm. So we had a funny one uh, to to kind of jump on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, I uh, played AYBT basketball in our national tournament was in Bloomington. Yeah. So we went to Indiana University's campus. That was when Bobby Knight was still the coach there. Nice. Okay. And uh, we saw we were at Assembly Hall, and we couldn't really get down to the floor. It was all locked up, but we were up in the balcony area. And uh, Bobby Knight was walking through, and he went to his office. And we went and knocked on the door, and he opened the door and yelled at us, "Want to know what we wanted?" <laughs> and like we all, like there was like five of us. We stood there just like staring at him and all, and he just slammed the door in our face. <laughs> we just like walked away like nothing <laughs> happened. But. Did you hear he works at a furniture store now? Does he? Yeah, he's got a deal going on. He'll uh, throw chairs for you. Yeah, if you buy a couch, we'll throw in two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your punchline. That's <laughs> awesome. That's good stuff. If you're listening to American Freight stuff, it always sound like he already works there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when we when we uh, bumped in and John Gruden though, he he just kind of stepped back. He was like, "Hey, what's up there, big boy?" I was like, hey, how's it going, John? He's like, he's like, I'm doing good. <laughs> he's like, awesome. He's like, you ready for Monday Night Football? <laughs> I was like, yep. And Mike Trigo was like, how's it going, guys? Gentlemen. <laughs> God. Yeah, he was pretty fired up even then. He wasn't in the NFL then. He, you know, he was just a commentator at that point in time. So That's awesome, though. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Mine was probably that I can remember was when I first moved to Texas. Uh, long story short, I had a side job uh, doing catering. Yeah. And I catered 
at Roger Starbucks house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like the Ooh. quarterback from yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And we did it. He had some, I forget what it was, but some catering thing for something, something where General Colin Powell was there too. No, oh, wow. We, but we just all in the back of Roger Starbucks, like tennis court. Yeah. And I had to be the guy to serve like both of them because we're sitting right next to each other. So my boss was just like, don't mess up. <laughs> All right, man. Didn't drop like the steak in their lap. Or no, anything. thank God. But he was, he was by far one of the coolest people because yeah. after it was all done, he instantly got out of his dress clothes, was like shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> He's like, you guys want a tour of the house? Like, yeah. I thought I was just joking around. He's like, let me show you the house. Just give us a tour of his house and stuff. I was, was like, the house? I mean, it was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was were you asking weird questions like, so what kind of security system do you have? Do you have Dude, any dogs? He, so he, so <laughs> I, I was code? Yeah, but he didn't have Where's any of that. At? He didn't have nothing. He just had a really nice big house. That Can was, we you know, see your rings? <laughs> he, he did show me a couple of the, yeah. the rings. Uh, yeah. He had them like in a case or something like that. But he was yeah. super chill, and then we just got out of there because he went back to like So if I remove paperwork. the glass from the case, does an alarm yeah. come on? Yeah, it's like Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Switch them really quick. The trap door. <laughs> that was mine. Um, favorite TV show growing up? Ooh. Um, like, what age are we asking here? Just overall? Because that, that's let's changed. Say, let's, let's, let's go, like, mid-teen to teen years. Um, never watched a whole lot of TV, TV itself growing up. But, yeah, teen years, as far as that goes, I think that was when, like, Family Guy came out. Mm, okay. So, um, enjoyed South Park a little bit. Not... I never really got into it as much as others, but Family yeah. Guy I always found very funny. Yeah, yes. Family Guy uh, is hilarious. So, but yeah, that'd be my my number one. Yeah, always it always uh, it always pokes the the borders. Oh yeah, yeah. that that Family was what's so great about <laughs> yeah. it. They make fun of everything. There's yeah. you know, nothing sacred. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know yeah. what your beliefs are. It was getting made fun of. So. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. That was awesome. Trig, um, Entourage. <laughs> well, Entourage was more. I didn't get into Entourage until like. After high school, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. it didn't really come out to probably take that anyway. <clears throat> but I was, yeah, I was nineteen, nineteen, twenty when I started watching Entourage. So yeah, Entourage. But uh, I guess growing up, though, The Sopranos was one of my favorite. Okay, yeah. So, um, you said mid-teens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, probably that that '70s show. Oh, that's a good one. Still watch that every night one. with Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff, man. <laughs> good stuff. And um, what's the side hobby or job you have? The boy meets world. That's good. Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, though. Uh, side hobby or job that I have, I love yeah. to mow grass. So I'm, awesome. I, I take care of a couple yards on the side. How? So. Uh, just, just You said your yard and a couple yards? Yeah, so I have awesome. a handful of folks I mow their yard for. How them, much so. acreage total do you think it is? That I mow every week, as yeah. far as I go. So oh, so you do it, so you do it once mine. a week? Inclu- well, it depends on the weather, but including okay. mine, um, yeah. I don't know, probably. Um, let's go with, let's just say 10, 10 acres. So. Wow, yeah, 10 so, acres? Yeah. Holy smokes, okay. So, so why I have a big yard, I really have like two and a half acres ground. and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, another one's three that I take care of. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I enjoy it. Well, time. Time. And you do you do refereeing too, right? I do officiate football, yeah. yeah so that's oh, so it's called officiate. See, I messed it up already. Well, see, well, if you get down to the <laughs> down to the officialness of it, the, <laughs> you know, everybody's an official, but yeah. in football, only the referee wears the white hat. So that's where <laughs> oh, the difference. Okay. So, oh, so yeah. So, so who wears the white hat then around here? Well, it depends. So like Friday nights, you have a you have a crew that you work with. Is that and usually like the senior? Um, not always. Uh, sometimes, you know, some guys that have been doing it forever don't want to be the referee because, uh, you know, you have to be in the middle and make all the calls and do all that kind of stuff as far yeah. as make all the signals to the press box. But, um, uh, but no, it's okay. usually whoever whoever 
I would say it's probably most likely one somebody who's more knowledgeable on the crew, but gotcha. uh, also the the guy that wants that responsibility. So. Gotcha. Interesting. And one of our jokes growing up, or, or as we've been doing this, is uh, you know. On like a lower level game, like a midget game, you know, don't call anything you don't know the signal for. <laughs> so it's like, and when in doubt, it's just always false start. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I do, I do officiate football and enjoy that as well. So that's yeah. awesome. That'd be mine, but like I don't want to get yelled at. So you wear this white hat. Hey, Adam, Adam, they're always looking for more officials. Yeah, we can always use more if you uh, like football and don't I'm mind laughing at getting people yelled at. So. Getting yelled at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, hey, I can do it. Being yelled at is pretty funny, especially from the stands, because people are just so ignorant that they they don't know the rules, and it's just yeah. You know, I, use it I will do a midget, not derogatorily. But I will do midget football uh, ref. That's coach. the toughest, toughest ones. It so. Because they get so intense. There's so many. And well, it's it's bad. I mean, I don't want to say it's bad football, but it's just well, not it's polished. It's a varsity because they're yeah. not. They, they, they don't know, and, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, so it's, five calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna do false start. But like last night, we were at that. <laughs> last night we were at that Browns game, man. I had a guy behind me the whole time. We we're just like, throw the flag, throw a challenge flag, <laughs> challenge it. And literally, we're under two minutes, so everything gets reviewed yeah. anyway. So like, oh man, when the horse collar rule came out, if I had a nickel for everybody that screamed for a horse collar, I would <laughs> my house would be paid off. It was incredible. Like everybody thinks, just because you touch them around the shoulder pads, it's a horse collar. It's right. Like, oh, no, man. that's not what makes a horse collar. So. I tell you what, though, they were getting on those refs last night at that Browns game. There were some que- they were very nitpicky mm-hmm. on the pass interference. Now, I think early that, on that first quarter yeah. was bad. That they could have quarter was bad. They sold a lot of them, and watching the replay on film and stuff, there was some yeah. restrictions. But you know, you you go to like uh, one of the college games this weekend, and they let those guys play all like, and they was like LSU and was yeah. Mississippi State or something like that, or no, yeah. Mississippi State played Alabama. Whoever LSU played, I mean, they were all over each other, and yeah. it was they let them play. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it yeah, every officiating crew is a little bit different. They were yeah. nitpicking last night. Though. They were, oh man, they were. I tell you what, those so those uh those officials have you know numbers on the back yeah. of their shirts, and <laughs> these guys were, when they would stand in that end zone because we're two rows up. So I mean, I'm hearing everything. And I mean, just the people behind me, beside me, and I, actually, there was a guy and his daughter who were standing right diagonal behind me, and then a guy and his wife who were right next to me. And this guy was just shouting obscenities like <laughs> left and right. And this guy behind me goes, "Hey, hey, there's kids here." And this guy looks over at him. He's like, "F you!" And he's like, "Hey, I don't care what you say, buddy." He's like, "But can we just limit the f word a little bit?" And the guy's like. Ah, you're right. I apologize. And he's like, I've just been a Brown fan for so long. <laughs> the guy's like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's part of the language when you're a Browns fan. It is. Oh, man. It but is. those refs were standing in the back of that end zone, and this guy's just like, hey, number 105. And, and, and I'm sure you could imagine Wait what he would say. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to wear a white hat that day. Yeah. <laughs> you can S on the D. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, man. And these refs, I mean, they heard it. You know they heard it. Oh, yeah. They'd, they'd mm-hmm. look back at you like, hmm, we're going to keep throwing it. Yep, that's, <laughs> a lot of times we, we'll be down there laughing, and some of the people will see us laughing after they say something. That makes me even more mad. But yeah. it's like, oh, I guess. It's so just so, pissed. I mean, they don't know the rules, and they don't, you know, it's, yeah. and sometimes it's easier to see stuff from the stands right. uh, than it is in the field because right. you can't watch. You know, everybody has like a, an area that they watch or that their responsibility. Right. And uh, sometimes your attention gets drawn away for a second. You miss something that you should have called. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're all human too. That's one thing people are so, you know, it's 
if if you're relying on the officials or a call that's going to win you the game, then you didn't play that well to begin with. So it's you yeah, know, they're not going to. Well, be I mean, the it's, you know, human errors. I mean, is that's there? Like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be there. So, so mm-hmm. but I, like like Mike Tomlin last night, he was furious during that uh, Seattle game. Did you guys catch that at all? I got a little bit of it, yeah. During the end, because... Uh, I didn't see any of the end of it. Pittsburgh ended up winning the game by a field goal. Boo. But to tie the game, to tie the game, uh, to go to make it go into overtime, it would, they basically gave... It look, almost looked like Seattle was given a free three seconds left on that clock. Oh, wow. When, really? when Pittsburgh should have already won the game. Oh, really? Dude, Mike Tomlin's necklace was about hit him in the forehead 17 times. <laughs> jumping, up, jumping up and down? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was that mad. So did they add three seconds back on, or how did the three board, what came about that? Well, the announcers sounded like that it, they should have only added one second, but then it, um, it they ended up adding like three seconds. So it, it, technically, they had to run one more play. Uh, Geno Smith was in at quarterback, and basically that play had to be snap the ball and spike it real quick so that way they could kick a field goal to tie the game to take it into overtime. Gotcha. If there was one second left, he wouldn't have made that snap. Sure. But they gave him three. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> they were crazy. They were chanting throughout the crowd, uh, National Fixed League. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> After seeing these last few Brown games, I almost believe it. <laughs> so many flags and BS. Oh, um, I know. Nah, I know. I know. I got one more. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Just one. If it could, I would teleport because the older I get, the more I hate traveling. I hate, <laughs> like, you know, waiting in an airport to fly, driving yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I would just be able to teleport and take my family with me so we don't I, have to wait. So. Yeah, I okay. would have to concur with that. That's a good one. That's teleport. One. <clears throat> teleport. Um, what would I want to do, though? If I had a superpower? Hmm. I mean, teleport's a good one. That's a hard one to. That's a hard one not to agree with. You know, I was say you make money, but you don't like traveling. I was like, oh, you can just be like, oh, need a stack of cash. Here you go, buddy. Here's a thousand, a hundred thousand. Yeah. You'll take a private jet, but you don't like traveling, so I'm just teleporting. Right. But what now? He could teleport though into like a bank vault. Yeah, absolutely. Just boop, and then like borrow some stacks. I need this much to stack it up. <laughs> Yeah. So make you're sure going, you don't, just to make sure you don't get the the numbers that are in synchrony. So you know, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so you can go off. teleport too. Yeah, I think I'd do teleport. That's a good one. I'm gonna go like a little Professor Xavier. I'm gonna be able to read and control your mind. Mm, I was never here. Now give me all your money. <laughs> that money you just teleported and stole, it's mine now. <laughs> and you just forgot about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get into some current events, guys. So. uh Tyler, do you ever watch uh, Netflix at all? Very little. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, and usually what TV I watch is sports as far as football this time of year. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, watch some Netflix, but not um, no. My my TV is usually filled with kid shows right now. So I hear that. I hear that. Nice. So have you ever heard about this uh, new show called The Squid Game? I have heard about it. I have no idea what it is. Okay, so it's a it's a right. It's Korean. Mm-hmm. It's a Korean yeah. TV show that <clears throat> is basically about. Uh, surviving to win an, an amount of money, and there's 456 players. Basically, all these players are in debt to the Korean government or other debtors, mm-hmm. basically, and uh, they have nothing else to live for. So okay. they <clears throat> drug them all, bring them to this one area to play kids' games, and uh, the way you get eliminated is you get shot. Okay. Now, so, so the game's like red light, green light, marbles. Tug of war. Yeah. 
Stuff you like lose, that. you die. Yeah, you lose, you die. It's like, whoa. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So right as of right now, the Squid Game is to have a value of over eight hundred ninety-one million dollars when all said and done this year, as it's the most widely watched show in history, gaining. 111 million viewers, which is surpassing Bridgerton, which accumulated wow. 82 million viewers. Wow. It's a lot of cash. Wow. It's a lot of quiche. It's, a, it's one of the most watched shows ever on Netflix. Jeez. Yeah. Might have to check it out. Yeah, I haven't checked it's, it out yet. So, me and my wife just watched it uh, over the weekend. We spent Friday night watching it together, and we couldn't stop watching it after like the second episode. Did you finish all of them? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it, it was, was pretty good. It was really good. Does it lead it off to a second Squid Games? <laughs> um, second, like a part two? Yeah, man. Is there a clear winner uh, at the end? I can't, I can't, okay. I can't disclose that. I'll say, like, you know, I see the preview of, like, all that money coming into that, that little big jar. Dude, it's such a crazy like, show. I want to know I tell if you someone wins it. You wouldn't believe the twists if I told you. Okay. They're, 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 it, it, for one, it's, it's the Truman Show. <laughs> for one, it's a dubbed show, so it's a Korean <laughs> show. They're obviously speaking Korean in the show, but it's dubbed in English. So what you hear is English, so it doesn't match up the. I won't. I won't watch the English one. Yeah, yeah. So I what... watch the that one where you just yeah. Yeah, something <laughs> going on upstairs. Like somebody's <laughs> vacuuming or something. Or getting sawed in half. Yeah. Yeah. It's October. Squid game up there. Somebody's yeah. sawed. <laughs> yeah. Green light. Yeah. So anyway though, so yeah, basically, I mean it's it's just good, man. You got you you have to check it out for Okay. Sure. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna have to. Yeah. It was um, insane. I'm intrigued yeah. now. I mean I was intrigued before, but now that you've seen it and like you just gotta see it. You just gotta see it, man. It's like yeah. alright, alright, I'll watch it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's supposed to be tanning beds upstairs. It does not sound like a tan. It sounds like a chainsaw. Sounds like some renovations are going on. Some kind <laughs> of like oscillating tool up there and cutting something. So, Golly. so um, yeah. So that was crazy though. But like I said though, you definitely have to do. You, I would say check it out. It okay. definitely kept us interested, even though it was dubbed over. It was one of those things where we just like were like couldn't stop watching. Wow. It was it was interesting. It very it really was. Um, Next story up we got is a guy jumps nine stories from a building, lands on a car, walks away with a broken arm. What? Nine stories he jumped. Why did he jump out of a building? I they don't they didn't say. He just he just fell out nine stories. Uh, no, he didn't fell. He jumped. So I mean it was oh. it was a suicide attempt probably. Nine stories gonna do it, huh? I mean I would assume nine stories would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this. I would, I would think that you could, the, depending on how you fall, a uh, story could do it. I mean, you what kind of vehicle neck. did he land on? It was like an old, like Volvo, like four door Volvo. That's safety Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> That's their new commercial, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that. What's that commercial like? For the, it might have been a Volvo where they're they're pulling the, or Subaru. I think they're pulling the yeah. car into the junker and like, oh, they lived. Oh they yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't even know. That's crazy. I don't Nine know stories. Was, yeah. Landed on a car, and he only had was a broken arm. Walks away with a broken arm. Hopefully that reassesses his life. He's just like, you know what? I'm buying a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> but now, did you... <laughs> and I don't know if it was a Volvo. I'll find out right, for right. sure here. It's just crazy that he yeah. jumped off a building, landed on a car, like, car broke his fall or whatever, and he survived. Like, yes. That's, that's yep. nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, here it was right here. Uh, it doesn't look like a Volvo. That's him? Yeah, this is him. He, he, yeah, he doesn't even look like he's hurt, really. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. We'll, yeah, we'll put, you we'll, we'll, put, we'll put that picture up, too, for you yeah, guys to that's, check out. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Wow. I'm fine. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, though, in Las Vegas, did you hear about the person that jumped from the stratosphere? Oh, yeah, that's, he didn't. That didn't. That guy didn't make it. Oh God, that's really high up. That's a lot <laughs> higher than nine stories. They, and they said that there was no, you know, they there was no Volvo there to catch no, him. No, I don't think that Volvo would have <laughs> caught him. Oh, I mean, it God. was like it was like a puddle. It's like a time when he when it was he was like a bug hitting a windshield. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <sighs> Poor guy. Pretty much. Pretty much, there was people that were like taken away, like that. Let me ask you this: up. Did wow. he jump? Or yeah, he jumped. Oh, he was just like, um, like someone pushed him. They said that he he walked around the ride that's up there on the stratosphere yeah. in Las Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, but they they said he walked around the ride and walked off to the railing and jumped. Jeez. He did. They did say that he he yelled aim for the bushes before he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> he missed him by about two yeah. feet. <laughs> Jeez. So now, did you guys hear, did you guys hear about the uh, the the friend photographer at the uh, wedding? Did you hear about this yet? Friend no. photographer. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what happened was was this guy um, he was getting married, and he asked his friend if he would be the photographer for their wedding. He said he would pay him two hundred fifty dollars. So during the wedding day, the guy is there doing his thing, you know, taking these pictures, and it's time for dinner, and they didn't give the photographer a plate. So the photographer says, "Hey, I'm gonna duck out for you know about ten minutes. Go get some food. I'll be back and I'll continue filming." The guy tells him, "He goes, if you leave, I won't pay you the two hundred fifty dollars." So the guy, so his friend, walks up to him and says, "So you're telling me that either I stay and make the two hundred fifty dollars, or I leave and you won't pay me at all?" He says, "Correct." He he shows him the camera and deletes all the photos from that day. Goodness. And watch. What, what time did they, that, was he there the whole day taking pictures? So this would have been at reception time, yeah. So that means ceremony and everything that he got is now gone. Because this and guy, his buddy was like, like, one taking the pictures, he's like, hey, I didn't get a plate. If you can feed me. And they're just like, nah. Yeah, they well, told I'm going to take no. like a, a 10 minute break so I can get food. And he was just like, if you leave, you're not getting your 250 exactly. bucks. Exactly. What a dick. <laughs> Right. I, so I maybe wouldn't have deleted all of them. I might. I probably would have been like deuces and probably left and kept his his photos and memories. Like, but he wasn't going to get paid anything. Hostage. So what's, the po- what's the point? Well, I'm saying like I, I can yeah, negotiate. I think the photographer had more leverage there. Yeah, he could have yeah. just. Yeah. All right, we'll see who gets paid and who gets our picture. So yeah, literally right true, then and there, true. just delete. Like, okay, no one gets nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. over. Yeah, he went. I did, he did. You go just to wasted the, your time. Better luck on your second marriage. <laughs> yeah. there. He did go to the extreme, but I mean, geez. I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. I, I probably would have just left, but I mean, if it went further, where he's just like, "Yo, you're not. I mean, you, you are not leaving. You're finishing this." Be can like, you imagine? These are deleted. Can you imagine being in that groom's shoes though? At that point in time, first off, though, if you're going to spend two hundred fifty eight dollars on a photographer, that's where you mess yeah, up. Yeah, what you pay for? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> But secondly, though, can you imagine being in the groom's shoes to where he's like, if you leave, for, first off, I wouldn't be in those shoes because I wouldn't be that guy. But right. if I was at that situation where I'm like, if you leave, you're not getting paid. The guy's like, see these? Look how beautiful your wife is. Boom. Deleted. <laughs> like, like what are you? Like, at that point in time, you just go, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, really up. messed up. I got to tell your wife we have no like, pictures. What would, what would you do, Tyler, if you were that groom? Well, I would never be in that situation. So, um, yeah, I would. I, I would not tell her until the next day. <laughs> tell the. Oh, you mean the bride? Yeah, I wouldn't tell my Just wife. Just tell everyone take as many pictures as you yeah. can. I'd go out and buy a whole bunch of disposables and hope people didn't take them to the bathroom and do anything. Funny, so. There you so go. Some oh, That's actually man. a good idea, though. I heard someone do that. They just passed out like 
20 or 30 disposable cameras. You just never know what you're going to get. And then just though. drop them in at the end of the night, and then they just... Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, just everyone get different... So. Yeah, everyone get different angles of uh, the wedding. That's interesting. It's a pretty good idea. That's interesting. Um, it's probably just as much as getting a photographer, though, after you buy all those and then buy all the photos. Right, right. I don't know, mm-hmm. but... So, uh, also, Theo Vaughn's uh, comedy stand-up. Are you, do you know Theo Vaughn? Uh, I do not know that name. So he has a couple podcasts. Uh, his one podcast, uh, he has a self-podcast. I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's just called Theo Vaughn. I don't know. But then he has uh, another podcast with Brendan Schaub that is called uh, The King and the Sting. That's a good one. All right. But Theo Vaughn has a uh, new stand-up coming to Netflix October 19th. Interesting. Did not know that. Yep. Yep. So that'll be October 19th. What's today? The 18th? Yes, sir. So that's tomorrow. Oh, word up. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. Yep. So now let's get into a story here, a developing story. Have you guys heard about this Murdoch family story yet? South Carolina? Yeah. Yep. So do you know a little bit about it then? Uh, Just watching with the news reports on it, but yeah. I know zero. All right. So let me fill you in, Adam. So, July 8th, 2015, Stephen Smith, who's 19, is found dead in Hampton County along a rural road. The death is classified as a hit and run, but seems to have no connection to the Myrtles, which is a family of three, right? It's uh, a, I believe so. They it's had, a wife, husband, and a son. Named I think they had multiple sons, Paul. did they not? Uh, in, in everything that I I've read two, so far. I think they had two sons, because okay. you might get into it here, but the yes. wife and the one son were murdered. He still had one son left. So. Yep, okay. yep, yep. You're right, you're right. So... February 26, 2018, two years later, Gloria Satterfield, who is basically a maid at the estate, uh, she's found dead at the at their house. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, February 2019, so a year later, 19-year-old Mallory Beach is killed in a boat crash in Beaufort County. Paul Murdahl, who's the one son, is later charged for boating under the influence, causing death. Okay. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. <clears throat> In June 7th, uh, 2021, so two years later, 52-year-old Margaret, or Maggie Murdahl, and her son, 22-year-old Paul Murdahl, who was the one who was found guilty a year ago, two years ago, which I don't understand if he was found guilty. Why is he hanging out of their prop? But, okay. Had a, good, had a good attorney. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, they are found dead. They were shot multiple times on their hunting lodge property. Um Property in counties Hampton and something else. Damn. Yeah. June twenty second, twenty twenty one. So a couple, you know, a couple weeks later, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, known as SLED, opens an investigation on Stephen Smith's two thousand fifteen death, which was the very first death that happened um, where they found this guy on the rural road. <clears throat> uh, SLED confirms that the investigation into his death was prompted by information gathered during their murder investigation of Paul and Maggie's uh, murder. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Alex Murdahl is reportedly shot while his car is stopped on the way to Charleston. Alex is the dad. Correct. <clears throat> so, uh, and that was on September 4th, 2021. So that was just a couple months later, uh, which is this year. September 6th, two days later, Murdahl announced he was going to rehab and that he resigned from his law firm. However, the law firm made it clear that Murdahl's tenure ended over allegations of misappropriating money. Hmm. About a week later... SLED announced the arrest of Curtis Smith in the September 4th shooting of Alex Murdahl, saying Murdahl admitted to planning the shooting so that his son could collect life insurance money. This is where you come in, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) This is the insurance fraud you're talking about. (laughs) Agents said Murdahl provided Smith with a gun and asked Smith to shoot him in the head. A 
according to authorities, to allow payment of approximately $10 million in life insurance benefits to his other son then. Yeah. So this would be the son who hasn't been killed yet. I shouldn't say yet, but well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on here. So Sled announced, uh, and then a day later, Sled announced it was opening a criminal investigation to the death of the Murdoch family employee Gloria Satterfield, which was the housekeeper that they found um, dead. According to reports, it was a, a fall and death. She fell and died. Mm-hmm. So, and then what just recently happened, September 16th, 2021, Alex Murdahl turns himself in after a warrant was issued for his arrest on a charge of conspiracy to commit insurance fraud relating to staging his attempted death. Did he just finally just turn himself in? Finally turned himself in, but it just seems like he's related to all this, doesn't it? I mean, is it just me or? No, I I think that, yeah, he's. I think he has something to do with the death of the. All of it. Yeah. At least that's how it appears outside looking in. So. Yeah, I think he has something to do with the death of his wife and his son. I think he has something to do with the death of his uh, maid. That's fishy. Yeah. It's weird. And then did you see the interview they did with the guy who supposedly shot him? No, I did not see that. I saw the guy's mugshot on the on the news, but I have not seen the interview with him. Yeah, so, so basically what he said was, was that he saw uh, – he was – this guy was – Supposedly hired by Alex Murdaugh to come shoot him in the head, and he goes to confront him and says, I'm not going to do it. And Alex Murdaugh pulls out a gun, and as they're sitting there fighting, the gun goes off, and the guy said it didn't hit anybody. It hit the truck. The bullet did. Um, but then Alex Murdaugh claimed that he was shot in the head, and it was attempted murder by this guy. <laughs> Idiot, dude. Idiot. And then the guy shows up at court, you know. A couple weeks later, two weeks later, there's no bandage on his head. He claimed he got shot in the head. There's no bandage on his head. There's no wound where whatsoever. And his his attorneys are still claiming that he got shot in the head. Yes. <laughs> Pretty unique, though. <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting story, though. To, I mean, to follow the timeline, it just... I, I don't understand how there was... <sighs> Who's who's running the law enforcement over there? I, yeah, well, I mean, the initial stuff maybe maybe checked out, but now it's all starting to, to merge together. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're finding out more and more as as everybody else keeps dying. It's like, uh, and then there were none book all of a sudden. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. So, we're gonna go back to the olden ways, like Wild Wild West style. <laughs> Just have a gun on our hip and be like, "Hey, I'm the judge today, buddy." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it sounds like he is definitely. Um, <laughs> Sounds like he's definitely been uh, a suspect for a long time to me. Yeah. I don't understand how your wife and your son died just randomly shot multiple times. How's there no evidence? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, where's the evidence at? Where's the evidence to the housekeeper? I mean, every it's like everybody who was close to him died except for the one son. I, they don't even talk about how old this one son is or anything. Yeah, that's he's kind of. I'm guessing he's, he's younger. Just know he's there, so yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, Sorry. but we'll, we'll we'll follow it along. We'll keep uh, we'll we'll keep updated on it. So no update on the Brian uh, Laundry case though either right now. I keep hearing false false accusations like dog bounty hunter found him. Like, <laughs> nah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and you've heard of the flower or the flower pot, you know. I mean, if they really there. want to do something, they just go take a backhoe, dig their whole backyard up, and then just leave them the hell alone. <laughs> yeah. Did Sorry. you see where they uh, where they actually showed? Like, you can look up um, underground bunkers in Florida, and it shows an exact replica of how their backyard is set up. No, I did not know. Now, he's back there in the flower garden, <clears throat> underground, just just chilling, hanging out, living his best life. The you saw that video, mm-hmm. right? The setup yeah. is like to a to a T. Looks pretty legit. Looks too. just like their backyard. That's crazy. Now somebody could have planted that there, though. You know, you know how the internet works. Maybe anymore. he's like door dashing or something. Maybe the the feds <laughs> need to dress up in like yeah, a subway right. outfit and take him some food. <laughs> Who knows? There might be bigger bunkers all connected underground. Yeah, there is together. video. There is video of people like walking through New York City, like walking up to like homeless people, and they're like, "Are you Brian Laundrie?" <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, people. What in the world? Uh, Anyway, hey, we want to thank Tyler for coming on the show with us today. Episode 10. Tyler, thanks for joining us, man. We really enjoyed learning about the insurance industry and how you came up through it and um, how you really do care about your your clients and uh, treating them like people, not just as clients. No, I appreciate that. And yeah, thank you for the invite. It's been been a fun morning. Absolutely. Again, we want to thank Clue Studio for sponsoring the show. And we're taking off episode 10. We'll see you for episode 11 when we bring on Amanda Moaning. Later. Hey.